Hey guys, welcome back to You Are Here. I'm Danny, and I'm so glad that you've decided to join me again for another conversation about growing up. And I think it's going to be a great one today. Um, I'm going to talk about something that um, actually is the conversation that sparks this whole idea um, of You Are Here, of this podcast, of, of creating a place where all these people that are growing up can kind of grow up together and feel understood and feel um, like they're not alone. Because I think sometimes we compare ourselves to our friends, we compare ourselves to our family members, our cousins, our teachers, I don't know, um, co-workers, whatever it may be. And we just think that our lives don't or should look different. And um, that's not true. I think it actually ends up being that a lot of us are going through the same thing. And that's exactly what I wanted You Are Here to be, to be that directory where you're a little lost with finding your way. Um, so anyways, today's topic is going to be really good. It's um, about right thing, wrong time. Um, and this topic came out of a conversation I had with one of my friends and she's amazing. And she was talking about all these dreams she has about, you know, leaving the country and pursuing her dreams and all these things. And I'm the kind of friend I'm always going to tell you, do it full send, live your life. You know, I'm going to tell you to like leave the country, go to college, change your career, dye your hair, cut the bangs. Like I am not the friend you want to stop you from doing anything. Um, but I will cheer you on. And, um, anyways, so we were talking about that and I pretty much gave her that whole pep talk, like, yes, full send, chase your dreams, do it, do it, all this stuff. And, um, she basically was like, it's not the right time for me. And I know it's not. There's, you know, this, this, and this, this happening in my family and my life. And I just know it's not the right time. And then she said this, and that's really what I was like, oh, my gosh. She said, it's not, uh, I don't want to get what I've always wanted and then not be able to enjoy it because of all these things. And I think that is the trick of this, of growing up, right? It's you have all these dreams, you have all these goals, you have all these passions, but it's knowing yourself, knowing your life well enough that you can, uh, that you can see it as a whole and not just, and like as a moment. Right. And, um, that's so true. So anyways, I went away from that conversation thinking about it for a long time because I was like, dang, that's such a good point. And it's so um, common as well. I think a lot of times I've definitely done things on a whim or done things without thinking about them. And then it has like done that exactly where I can't fully enjoy it because of things that I said um, no to to say yes to this thing. But then those things that I said no to actually like are more weight than the thing that I said yes to, if that makes any sense. So then you're carrying this weight with you into your yes, which is what you want to do. Anyways, it's just very, very, um, complicated and very painful as well, because, um, saying no is not fun either. And you have to deal with, you know, the grief and the disappointment and the figuring it out, um, and what to do or when to do the thing you always wanted to do, or maybe you can't. So anyways, there's just a lot of things that go into that. But this conversation also then led me to talk to my other friends about it. And they also said the same thing, that they had been going through the same 
processes that they have been really challenged to think about their life in a different way that isn't just, you know, what they can do right now because of their life. Life is heavy sometimes and those heavy things um, can take away from um, the other heavy things as well that are, but it's like a different kind of weight, you know? So, um, yeah, and I, oh my gosh, cut that. So I went through something similar as well when I went to college. I moved away. I went to Australia, and it was, like, the best time ever. I loved living abroad and stuff. And But that whole process didn't come without, like, waiting as well. I went to college when I was 20, so I was kind of old because there was, like, loads of 18-year-olds who went too. Um, so that whole experience was a little bit different as well because I had waited to get there. And, um, and even dealing with all of that, you know, up to going to college, it was like very confusing. There was a lot of, um, things happening in my life. My mom got diagnosed with cancer a few years prior. So it was dealing with, you know, not just like treatments, but then it was the surgeries. It was like doctor's appointments. And then it was like jobs, uh, my parents' jobs, my job, money, like all those things played such a factor into waiting. And, um, you know, that also made that season pretty confusing for me as well. I remember I applied to a different college and I didn't get accepted. I was really confused. Um, and so just stuff like that, I think was, um, uh, it's all a part of the process and like growing up and I really don't regret anything that happened in those years. Um, which I think is also a beautiful thing, um, that, you know, every experience that you have as you're waiting, um, hopefully just makes you like better and a more whole person. So whenever you get the thing that you've been waiting for, um, you can actually enjoy it more, right? Because you're not kind of, I don't know, like you're experiencing it as, um, as a whole, not just as, um, not just as like a fleeting thing. Um, and I think some of the richest experiences, um, for me at least have come when I can experience it as like a whole person, which is, doesn't, I don't know. <laughs> um, but I, the way that I'm thinking about it is that like when I experience these things, like college is a great example that I've always wanted to experience it. The years that I had waited for that moment to come, I think had actually made me more self-aware, made me more emotionally intelligent. And, and the things that I experienced in the waiting actually helped me um, when I was there rather than leaving maybe at the, um, sooner and experiencing that faster. Um, and, you know, when I wanted to. Uh, but then in the moment... I would have not had, I would have had to learn all of those things on the job, so to speak. Um, and I don't know, it would, I think it would have taken away from the experience and not to say that I didn't learn anything. I was a perfect person when I was in college or anything like that. But I think the things that I, I could learn from a different level than if I would have gone straight away. And, um, you know, Again, not saying that process was easy waiting or even like being abroad and being so far from family and things like that. I still learn different things, but I think I, you start kind of like with a leg up, right? Like you um, are aware of more things and you're just so aware of yourself. And I think when you do things prematurely, you tend to be unaware, which is totally fine. But I think that also is 
it can be immature sometimes and, um, you know, lead you into some things that maybe you could have avoided if you would have just had a little bit more time to grow, you know? Um, and the, these are obviously only things you learn in retrospect and hopefully this is helpful to you if you're younger or you're in the, in this exact season of, of feeling like you just need to wait, even though you don't want to, um, I just want to encourage you that it's going to be for the better and that you are going to be better because of it. And what you're waiting for is actually going to be richer and sweeter and more exciting and so much better because, um, because you're growing now. Um, so, all right. So let's talk about something very practical. How do you know it's, um, the wrong time to do something? Um, I think one of the most important things to measure whenever you're trying to make a big decision or trying to um, sort out what's next in your life, things like that, is to um, understand like the emotional temperature of your life, which is, I can't remember where I heard somebody say that, but I just love that um, visual. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, but I in school, I... Why do I remember this so vividly? They would put like temperature sticks on the window. I guess it's like whenever you're learning how to read a thermometer. Um, That's what I picture. I picture that little plastic like temperature stick. And, And I think like think about that with your emotions and like things. Take inventory of like what's weighing in your life. And, um, and, and really like determine if it's a good spot for you and time for you to, to make a big change. Um, and also like on, it's helpful as well. If you're a visual person, I'm such a visual person, like write stuff down, doodle, like make your little drawings. I don't know, but get it somewhere where you can genuinely like see what is in your life and also what's taking up your space. Obviously if there's things going on in your family, if there's money concerns, things like that, like those are all things that are going to weigh heavy on you and ultimately will subtract from the experience of the thing that you've always wanted. Um, and so I think it's just important to, to understand that and to understand yourself in that way, take inventory. Um, this can also apply to, I feel like a lot of things like even, maybe a relationship or things like that or a new job um, and, you know, responsibilities that would come with that. I think that's just kind of a helpful thing to do as well. And I tend to do this where I tend to like pragmatize and like come up with like a strategy. Oh, well, okay. Strengths finders, if you've ever taken that test, my number one strength is strategy. So I always think about that first. Um, But that's not always practical necessarily because obviously life isn't, you know, a a map or something. Um, You're just kind of going for it. So, um, look, I try to be really rock and roll. I'm not. I I like a sure thing. What can I say? Um, So, yes, I think the right time is really important. And um, I think it's just very helpful to take inventory of your life and of what's weighing you and um, what could, like, steal the excitement of 
getting what you've always wanted. Again, I think it's also incredibly personal and totally subjective of what those things are. So I really can't say that for you. But some examples for me, um, like I said, I think a lot of stuff going on in my family at the time um, was something that I knew that if I left earlier than when I left, I would have not been able to enjoy it. I would have been somewhere else and not there. I wouldn't have been able to fully devote myself to like studying, making friends, um, building a community, you know, across the world um, because I would have been preoccupied with other things that were re are really important to me. Um, so that was it for me and why I couldn't, why I felt like I just wasn't the right time. Um, and so I just want to encourage you as well. Like if you're figuring something out, think about those things as well. And, um, and write them down. Look at them. Um, okay. And then on the other side, how do you know it's the right time to do something? Um, I think for me, it was definitely, I, so I, I, like I said earlier, I did apply for a college and I got denied. Um, and right after I applied for that college, uh, I actually had a mission trip to Thailand. It was amazing. And we did a lot of uh, really incredible work there with some ministries that had been, that have been there for years. Um, and while I was on this trip, I started talking to some of the, you know, adult leaders. I was still in high school at the time. I think I was, uh, oh, I was just graduating high school. And so I was really just figuring everything out. Um, and I really just felt like they were so, uh, I told them about my, you know, dream. Like, I think I want to move to Australia, go to college and like, um, study music and songwriting, things like that. And they were just also like, yes, like, why don't you do that? And encouraging me, which is very nice. Um, but then at the end of this trip, we, um, as a team just kind of stayed and prayed. And, um, the question was actually to like pray, for if you if you felt like God was telling you to stay in Thailand to help with the orphanage that we were at, which was amazing. Um, and the second I prayed, I literally heard so clear God being like, you know where you're supposed to be. And you applying for the other college was not where you needed to be. And he was so right. I was being ugly and I was scared and I didn't want to do it. Okay, so that was in 2017 that I heard that word and I didn't leave until the following year in 2018. Um, and so, but I also want to say for years, I had always wanted to go to college. Like even, um, even, uh, before, like when I was younger, I've always wanted to go there. So it was, um, and even like after, or since I was young, I always wanted to go to Australia and study abroad. And then I ended up going to college in like a different uni. I went to community college. I like studied here, like in America so much. And, but it was like never what I wanted to do. I never wanted to get an HR degree. Like I didn't want to do any of that, but I did it. And it was boring and annoying and painful, but I learned a lot. And, um, and I think that's kind of the, the beauty of life is I think you can really take um, from even experiences that aren't ideal or aren't what you want. Um, you can extract some amazing things from them. And I think it's just having the, um, uh, at least for me, it was just having the um, idea and having the um, picture in your mind, I suppose, that it's it's short. 
you know, I, I knew I wasn't going to be in college forever. And I also knew that, um, that what I was studying, I wasn't going to do that. And everything that I studied, I studied HR girl. How am I doing marketing now? Like what? So that's what I'm saying. Like you just never know what you're doing and how it's actually going to benefit your life in the long term. And that's mostly what I want to like say to you, to everyone is that like your life is a whole, it's not just like fragments. And, and I think like, uh, you know, short attention spans, social media, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I think has made us feel like our lives are, are just, um, you know, or can be deduced to a photo, which, um, is not true. You know, your life is some is a large picture and, um, and it can be like, it can be a mosaic if you let it, the, all these pieces, all these fragments, um, they're not just the one piece. They are a small piece of a larger picture. And so, um, think about your life that way and think about even the moments that are not so fun, like sitting in a math class that you will eventually fail, um, or meeting weird people in college or having to go to like social things. I don't know. Um, you know, they're all short experiences and they can actually make you a more, um, aware and deliberate person. Um, cool. So right time, right time, right thing, right time is different. And, um, back to my college story, I kind of got off on a tangent, but, um, yeah, so I really just felt like it was the right time because I, uh, going to college, it was obviously my parents were going to pay for my college. And so they were at a good point where they could pay for it. And um, my family also kind of sorted out in that year. Um, and like the things that were really heavy at that point kind of chilled out. And I left in 2018. 18? Yeah, I was. I misspoke. I was, no, I was 20 when I went to college. Um, I was 2018 and I was gone. Wait, then I probably, okay. I miss, I don't, I'm really horrible with numbers and with time. Okay. So I think I actually went on that mission trip in 2017. Yeah. 2017. I went to Thailand. 2018. I went to college. Derek, speak into this. Timelines match up. It was 2017 when I went to Thailand because 18, it was your first year in college, third year, or I went in 2019 for conference. Right. The next year, COVID happened. Slay, slay, slay. Okay, there we go. Timeline sorted. So, yeah, it, but it it was really like a lifetime of me waiting for that moment of me wanting to live abroad, live the dream, you know. Um, so, yes that there we go um and I feel like it was just it was a yes it was a resounding yes from everyone um I also had a job at that time that I'd been working at for a long time and I remember when I told my boss he was like so excited for me he there was nothing there as well that would that was gonna end badly I remember the church um as well I told my pastor and stuff and it was the same thing there was just like a resounding Yes, and there was so much um, peace around the situation, which I don't really like throwing out peace. I feel like it tends to be a little bit ambiguous um, 
for whenever you're making like a large decision, again, back to my strategy. (laughs) Um, and I am such a like empirical evidence girl. So, um, I, I think there were a lot of, like I mentioned, I think there was a money that was a huge factor and that like was sorted itself out as well. And so many people and like just God did literally incredible things. Like I remember my plane ticket to Australia was free. Um, I had a friend who had a friend who like got me a, um, a free plane ticket. I had so many amazing people donate money, things like that. Like there was just so much, um, uh, like so much, not just peace. Um, but there was so much support as well behind it. And I think it's, I think you have to be like a really, really, um, unaware person to, uh, just to just do things and not feel any kind of tension. I don't know. Um, and again, not saying as well that like sometimes tension, you actually have to do hard things in spite of tension. Um, and that's like kind of a whole other conversation, but, um, but I think for this topic in particular, when it's the right thing and the wrong time, um, I think, you know, and, um, and you can really learn a lot from that experience and, you know, So I think something else that can happen in this experience of, you know, right thing, wrong time is comparison because, um, you can see people, you know, living what you want to be doing and what you want to be experiencing and you can't for, you know, whatever reason. And, um, and I think that can be really, really hard and, that can also honestly like create a lot more emotional turmoil um, and just a lot of, you know, disappointment and sadness and just being unhappy overall. Um, And, you know, comparison is something you have to deal with your whole life. I think it, it like comes out in different ways. I think, you know, I think most of the time it's like, or at least the most time I hear it used about women is always like physical appearance and things like that. But I would actually say comparison in your twenties and like in this era of life is just people that have it more together in your perspective than you do, or people that, um, you know, are further along in like their life or are married with kids and, or are like, um, way ahead in their career or making loads of money and blah, blah, blah. Like there's just so many more things to compare to yourself to than just what you look like. And I think when you're a kid, um, it's just really like, Oh, you know, they have light hair. I wish I had light hair. Um, and it just kind of changes. But um, I think in this, uh, in particular, like, era of your life sometimes, um, it can it can really, really be heavy. And it can be a really heavy thing. And uh, I think that's when you have to remember, again, that life is not um, just a fragment, right? Like, uh, fragments, it's like 
it's it's a whole picture and it can be really easy to compare yourself to people because you're just seeing them on Instagram or you know them from a distance or you don't know their whole life but like you live with yourself every single day so of course you're going to be disappointed <laughs> where um in like where you are cuz you have to they have to see how you know you see firsthand how you know, things maybe don't work out or you were missed on the opportunity or whatever, whatever, like you're experiencing this. Um, and I'm sure those people that you look up to or want, uh, or want their life so badly or anything like that, I'm sure they have the same kinds of stories and the same experiences. And more often than not, I've found that people that I've spoken to, um, literally have always walked through a season like this where they have had to set aside something that they desperately want to do for the greater good to actually enrich the experience that will eventually come. And again, it's like a very, um, I think this whole topic is just so counter like what we experience, like everything in our life is built for convenience. And like, I'm a convenience girl. Like I, I am a Starbucks reload. I'm a um, like I'm, I'm a, doesn't eat breakfast. I eat a bar. Like I will just take a banana. Like I'm, I won't plan ahead. Like I'm just very like, I'm convenient. You know what I mean? Um, so I get it. We have microwaves, we have social media, we have Amazon, we have Amazon prime, we have Netflix, Hulu, like we have the whole thing. And I think it's just our whole life is built for convenience. And like this season, of of life of right thing wrong time is just the most inconvenient thing that can happen in, in your life and especially like to us like our you know gen z millennials and so um thinking about that it's 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 not fun it's not fun at all um but like i said while you're waiting it really can be an opportunity to um to grow in different ways and that also speaks to another thing. Like whenever you're comparing yourself to someone, you usually are not with them 24 seven. So you're not experiencing like who they are all the time. And who's to say those people that, um, you look up to, or you want what they have, things like that. Who's to say that like, they actually have learned, like have gotten everything their whole life. And so they haven't been able to learn emotional intelligence or they haven't been able to be patient or things like that like you just don't know what also like they're lacking just because all you can see is what you're lacking because you're experiencing it so anyways what I'm saying is that to be a person is just so much more um than uh than what you do or don't have and um and also oh um so to be a person is so much more than what you do or don't have. Um, and ultimately, whenever you are waiting for the right time to do the th right thing and the thing that you want to do, um, you there'll you will do it. Like, that's the thing is that um, I genuinely like can't think of something that would like maybe it's like going to a different planet or something. I don't know. Um, but you'll always like there will be space in your life to be able to do to for your dreams right if you make it um i do want to end with a quote and this is kind of like a little tiktoky quote um but uh it is you won't miss what's meant for you
which is very simple and can kind of sound a little woo. Um, but I do just want to tie it in, uh, to scripture as well. In Ecclesiastes, it does say there is a time for everything. There's a time for reaping, a time for time for sowing, a time for reaping, a time for mourning, a time for dancing. Um, and, you know, I think that just really ties all this together. Like there really is a time for everything. Um, and so you're not going to miss your life. Whatever you're waiting for, whatever you want is not going to pass you by and you can just chill and you can learn everything you can from that season. So, um, anyways, I hope you guys liked today's chat. It was a little bit all over the place, but such is life. Um, thank you guys for joining me again. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at youarehere.pod. Follow my personal at Danielle Siani. Give us five stars, leave a review. Thank you guys so much for listening again and have a great week.